live from Charlotte Comedy Theater in beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina, it's Three Guys and a Podcast. A podcast starring three guys, Jared Burton, Andy Smith, and Jason Spooner. And now, three guys. Welcome once again to Three Guys in a Podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's nice. it's w- in the middle of the week. We didn't even <laughs> want to wait to the weekend because we had to get back it's wacky to our, Wednesday. Our, our audience. I'm so excited about today. We, we have a special guest here, and he'll get introduced in a second. But uh, like always, I'm Jared Burton. Uh, I'm Jason Spooner. You can email us at our new email address, threeguysinapodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to subscribe to our podcast, simply go to threeguysinapodcast.blogspot.com. Both of those the number three. My name is Jason Spooner. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Andy Smith. And with us in studio today is one of the best improvisers in Charlotte, I will say. I hope everybody here agrees. Yeah. I I don't know if I take a vote. All three hands. Yes. His name is Austin De Palma. Yes, give it up. Yeah. Give him a De Palma. Thanks for you guys. Say hi. Hey there out there in Podland. How's it going? Sweet, sweet. Unbelievably That sweet. wasn't too much of a build-up for you, was it? No, I, I just hope you were disappointed. Well, we we actually, call Johnny the godfather of comedy in Charlotte, yeah. so that was taken. We actually well, flew godfather. Austin in from Italy for this show, didn't we? We did, actually. I think so. Yeah. I think he had a couple of layovers in Boston before he came yeah. out. But. Our budget's going up dramatically. Well, it's all thanks to being supported <laughs> by the lovely Charlotte Comedy Theater located <laughs> at Plaza Midwood and oh. Central and The Graduates. The graduate. You do that so well. What a nice sports a pub and bar. Their specials are outstanding. All right, Andy, what do we got? You what wanted to start got? us off, right? Actually, you know what? I, I was thinking over bars. the weekend, it was Labor Day, and you know, Labor Day, you get together, you cook out, and you have some beer. I'd like to know everybody's first beer experience. What age, if there's a good story behind it, you know, their first beer experience. Let's start with. Beer. Well, wait, wait. Let's figure this out. Who's the youngest one here? It's between Austin and Jason. Isn't I'm, I'm what? 24. I'm 26. How old are you? Uh, I'm 24. March? I'm July. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so I, I'm, yeah. I'm the youngest. All right, let's no, hear Actually, I, I would be the youngest. Because you turn 25 in March. And you turn 25 in July. Uh, Jared's the youngest. This is is why none of us are good at math. Thank you. you. That was just like uh, Miss South Carolina. Speaking of beer, have another swig. I want it. Let's hear it. United Americans. Um, Sorry. South Um, Africans. (laughs) Yeah, that was so funny. Uh, My first beer experience. I was in high school. I was uh, in between. It was the summer of uh, sophomore year, between sophomore year and junior year. Um, I got kind of started uh, drinking, uh, I guess, a little later than most of the people. No. So what are we looking at, 14, 15? I was 15, 15, 15. at that time. And, yeah, uh, going into I, and I hated beer. I, I took a sip of it and it was like, hey, where's my Smirnoff ice? But everybody and, uh, <laughs> who, who actually, to interject, who liked beer the first time they tasted it? No, no. I didn't. I didn't no like much. it until I was in my 20s. Like, it took that long to acquire the taste. I love it now okay. because... How many times do you show up at a party and you're the one guy not drinking beer and you feel like you left your boyfriend at home even though you don't have one? And you're like, well, <laughs> so you're like, I have to start drinking beer. <laughs> exactly. Or the, the price tag. If you yeah. show up with a four-pack of wine coolers, you're a sissy. Yeah. It just doesn't taste so good. <laughs> I love those blue ones. Fuzzy <laughs> So All go right. ahead. Sorry about that. 
Yeah. So yeah, that, that was my first beer. No, no, no I mean there wasn't any it. like. Uh, it Where was, were you? I was at a party uh, with girls. Uh, one of my friends handed me a beer. You know, trying to fit in. I think it was you know in the can. I think we had the Bud Light or the Natty Light or one of those high class beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm sipping on it, and I probably nursed that beer for. 45 minutes before I poured the rest of it out in the bushes. <laughs> and, and, and so it was basically drinking cough syrup at that time to me. Yeah. Now it's liquid gold. But Liquid gold. <laughs> Jason? Yeah. Well, I want to I clarify because growing up in high school I drank, but I was a, a liquor man. Yeah, me too. Why but, does that not surprise me from you? Still am. Still lame. <laughs> no, I love my beer now, but growing up in high school, I was definitely a liquor man. However, I do have one uh, specific experience, or actually a handful. When back when I used to uh, do competitive dancing. Just wait. It sounds like Blades of Glory. Did you lift the guy up by his crotch? <laughs> no, you did. Didn't you? <laughs> no. Uh, so we would all go there, and we'd have you know we'd all have hotel rooms, and we'd all just get together and party and have a good time. And the older students, but there's girls involved in this, right? What type of dance? Let's, yeah, no. What type no, of dance? Let me clarify. It I don't was think the beer is important anymore. It's, it's, it's a ballet with the little wood and the shoes, so he can stand right on his tiptoes. Oh, let yeah. me just let me just clarify. It was, was me, another guy. And 20 girls that would go on these hotel room trips. Yeah. Sure. And you and the guy hooked up, didn't you? <laughs> That's right. 20 girls, Austin. 20 girls, 20 girls and you and the guy. The point of the story is. The 20 girls are all like this. We're not hooking up with them. They dance. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the football players? Hey, since that right. show came out, so you think you can dance? Guys that dance, mad play. And uh, let's just say That's that true. it came out before. <laughs> that map play was happening way before the show ever came. <laughs> Throw that out there. Drinking wasn't my only first things I did on those dance competition oh, trips. Okay. Oh. Well, should we swing it to our guest? Sure. Were you done? Uh, were you sorry? Uh, I mean, no story can trump the laughter that I got. So I was, <laughs> I was go ahead and say I wasn't going to steal it from you, but I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, it's were you danced out? Was I mean, there's a there's a lot of beer stories. No, first one. But the first yeah. one that I remember, because that's I think that's critical to, to yeah. state is it's the first one I remember. Um, we all got together uh, for my buddy's birthday. It was his 18th birthday, and we had some beers and ended up breaking into his liquor closet, liquor cabinet. We drank some liquor, and his mom found out, and. He ended up ratting us all out and saying that we took, we stole everything. We drank everything. We were the bad guys. And his mom, like, banned us from the house. <laughs> really? oh. So the beer oh. led to the liquor, led to being banned from his mom's it's house. It's a gateway drug. It yeah. is a gateway drug. It's always the good friends' houses that go first. Yeah. yeah the ones yeah. that have, have the good, the, the gray use. <laughs> yeah. You're not having to sweat out an aristocrat in the cheap man's house. <laughs> and then you're out of the dumpster behind the 7-Eleven. Huffing <laughs> oh. paint fumes. Doing anything. Where's my Irish rose? Yeah. Uh, so, Andy. for the old man at the party, uh, that would be me. Did they have beer uh, back then? Yeah, they did. Oh, actually. I think it came Pabst from the Blue Ribbon. Pabst <laughs> Blue Ribbon, eighteen forty nine. Yeah, Yingling. I was. Mm. I was probably. I was. I was probably fourteen, and believe it or not, hard to imagine. I was kind of a dork. <laughs> I know, what? hard to imagine, isn't it? And uh, my brother and I went to this dude's house. It was having this party, and they were playing quarters, and they were all older guys, like sixteen, seventeen. They basically sat me down at the table, and I had to play. I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom. I couldn't get up if I had to throw up. Just had to, you know, I've never drank before, so was I good at quarters? Of course not. Yeah. 
I got plowed hammered. <laughs> Finally, they it was either let me up or I'm going to throw up on a table, go on the floor. They let me up. I threw up in the sink, went to the bathroom, threw up in there. It was a nightmare. Good times. And, but I kept, you know, but once again, you hate beer. Beer tastes awful, and you go back for more. Yeah. You know, the next weekend, there I am. I'm like, let's drink some more. And you're the whole time, you're just caving into peer pressure like, this stuff tastes awful. I feel awful. the same way about Polish sausage. I love <laughs> Polish sausage. <laughs> it never, it's never good. It, it is afterwards. But you cave into the peer but, pressure. <laughs> All those Polish people around me. <laughs> eat my sausage. Eat the sausage. <laughs> Yeah. When was the first time you had your first Polish sausage? No. Uh, <laughs> oh. That was well, when I was you, a young, young boy. I know, I know for Jason, that's when he was with his friend at dance class. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's enough of that. Oleg. Speaking of sausage. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of sausage. <laughs> I'll wait to hear this segue because it's going to be good. <laughs> Much like most carnival food, we've all enjoyed the nice popping popcorn. Yes. Mm-hmm. How's that for a segue? Oh. That is tasty. But, unfortunately... One of the major popcorn manufacturers is going to be changing the recipe. They're going to be dropping one of the toxic chemicals associated with the dreaded disease, popcorn lung. Why, 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 popcorn lung. why would they drop one of the toxic chemicals off their ingredients? That was the only reason I bought it. Dang it! Wait, wait. Is this a company from China? No. They seem to have all the problems they with toxic. They made too. Yeah. Dateline Omaha. I'm always trying to say that. Okay, Stone Phillips. <laughs> Which one of us is Ann Curry? <laughs> All right, guys. The largest U.S. microwave popcorn maker, ConAgra Foods Incorporated, said Wednesday it will change the recipe for its Orville, Reckenbutter, and Act 2 brands over the next year to remove a flavoring chemical linked to a lung ailment called popcorn lung. Nobody knows that's wow. what killed Orville back Isn't that in the day. They, that's what they pack uh, packages with, right? Uh, popcorn lung? <laughs> <laughs> No. Is that like working in the coal mine and getting black lung? Yeah, but, but popcorn. I mean, but your lungs turn into popcorn? They get buttery Buttery delicious, yeah. Your chest starts popping. The announcement comes a day after a doctor at a leading lung research hospital said in a warning letter to federal regulators that consumers, not just factory workers, may be in danger from fumes from buttery flavoring and microwave popcorn. Yeah. Apparently what's going on is people are microwaving popcorn. And then breathing in it. <laughs> what, you you guys, in microwave? I mean, how many? Guys, how many times have you guys done this? You you, you put your some popcorn in the microwave. You bring it out. The first thing you do is you do the, the diagonal oh, open. tug oh, yeah. of war, and, and, then, poof. and then poof, the steam filled yep. joy the hits your nose. And it says, "Watch, watch your face and hands, yeah. because you'll get." Cancer. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that warning's there for, guys. It wasn't about the steam. The chemical dioctyl has been linked to a case of bronchial bronchial. Bronchiitis, says Dr. Jason. A rare life-threatening disease, <laughs> often called popcorn lung. Wow. Apparently, the guy that uh, well, you know, was first diagnosed with this had several bags of popcorn a day. Yeah. He had a popcorn addiction. Yeah, I would say <laughs> you think. there's an issue there if you're going through a couple bags a day. Well, I think this just goes you know, with that old saying, too much of anything is a bad thing. Like people that smoke a lot get smoking. People that... Get you know, cancer. Get, get smoking. <laughs> People that smoke a lot get smoking. Get smoking. Get smoking lung. <laughs> People that do much popcorn get popcorn lung. Uh, oh, it's dangerous. I what comb it? my hair too much and look at me. I'm bald. 
Yeah. Let just this be a lesson. Don't comb your hair a hundred times a night. As a small side note on that, uh, I'm, I know you guys heard, but uh, they said the same thing about the Xerox, the printer cartridges, you know, like uh, when you're printing sure. that. Uh, the toner. And like right. ever since I heard that, you know, I'm at the printer at work and, and you, you feel that stuff come off the warm sheets and you breathe it in, you're like, <laughs> you know, like you take yeah. a snort off your imaginary inhaler because you don't really have one and then. You push your glasses closer to your face. And oh, I used to work I, at Kinko's. Oh, oh, that stuff is dangerous. Wait a second. I have a real inhaler and glasses. What are you trying to say? <laughs> You're a Twinkie short of being Someone's cool. <laughs> you know what, though? I feel bad for the person that works at the Xerox plant while he's eating buttered popcorn. Yeah. Oh. Because he just, he just can't escape it. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. Moment of silence. Well, I would like... <laughs> Sorry. Moment of silence. Oh, I, I would like to say, um, uh, in, in regards to a moment of silence, uh, there was a local. Graceful <laughs> 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 no, transition. Well, once guys. I once I say this, you guys won't laugh. But the local comedian, I know you guys know no. Birdman, yeah. uh, recently yeah. passed away. Yeah. Um, very young, talented guy. Uh, definitely was shocked. So, uh, blessings go out to his family and uh, hearts and our wishes. Yes. So. Wow, picking that up off the ground. Um, I would like to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Let's get cheery again. I would like to talk about a story, or, or you know, something that's that's been in the news. Obviously, um, is bathroom etiquette. Sure. Uh, we all know the source of this is we've got a senator now that's uh, mastered uh, the tricky etiquette of the airport bathrooms. Yes. Uh, and I apparently got in trouble for it, but. Uh, Leaving that aside, I want to ask you guys a question. This is a serious question because I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm pretty weird. I'm a little strange. And, and I don't think that I'm the only one because there was a, a TV show made over this, this habit, this weird habit that I have. But um, the habit is is when I go to the restroom, depending on where I'm at, if they have like this Was the TV show Different Strokes? Wait a second. Oh, wait, wait for it. Uh. <laughs> I, I was fighting back not saying anything. <laughs> well, when I go to the bathroom and uh, it's one of those, you know, single bathrooms, like it's not, sure. I don't do this in stalls, but one of the first things I do is I, I lock the door and I take my shirt off because I just, I, I like to, to rest for a minute and, and cool off. Wait, and wait. Hold on. Backtrack. In, in public restrooms? Let's rewind. You'll go into a public restroom. Yes. Just the kind that doesn't have multiple stalls, but a single no, the one. single. The single. You'll lock the door, and you'll take your shirt off. Yes, it's one of the first things. What if you're wearing a tie? Well, then there's no reason to, to go through that oh, okay. conundrum to, to use a restroom. <laughs> I, I didn't see a reason to take my shirt off in the bathroom I, anyhow, but let's hear but, it. Yeah, so, so, like, you know, I, I was telling my wife about this, and she thought this was very strange because she knows how I am. I enjoy being clothes-free, and there's been at least two or three times that I've turned the knob on the bathroom to leave the bathroom at work. And still had my shirt off, and realized <laughs> you do this at work too. Wait, you, you go on a bathroom break at work. What? Jared, what takes you so long in the bathroom? It takes me a while to get dressed. Well, guys, Jared just had a Tuesday. He's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> so I like you know I'm, I'm mid turn and I'm like oh. I work with all women. I just brought uh, my shirt. So, back what do you on. do with your shirt while you're? I mean, do you well, hold it in your lap? Or? We have the handicap bathroom, so oh. at the bar. Yeah, so I said, I just set it on the bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, if Jared, I, your shirt's on backwards. No, you, you know what? You know what, Jared? I'll back you up on that. Um, not when I'm in public. See, I, I can agree. I can understand but that. When, I, when I'm yeah. home, oh. I definitely, you know, try to t at least take my pants off. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, before I go to the bathroom, I always try to take my pants off. You know I'll be honest. I used to do the same thing when I was younger. I would, when I was at home, I take my shirt off. It's kind of a comfortable, uh -huh. free. 
I know that when I'm feeling? when I'm at home, like my wife will make fun of me because I go to use restroom and like I walk out and all my clothes are in my hand. <laughs> 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 I've, t- I've taken them all off and I don't want to put them back on yet. So I'm just like, hey, how's it going? He comes out with slippers on. <laughs> Heather's like, my parents are here. Uh, could you get dressed? <laughs> when I'm home, it's PJ pants and that's it. So well, apparently, so I am in the lone that category on this one. So uh, well, I mean, I work at home, so whenever I go to the bathroom, I. I I wear boxers a lot of time when I work, so <laughs> there's nothing really more to take off. Yeah. <laughs> Being those phone sex actress. Yeah. Yeah, Actor. well, you know, you got to make a living, right? <laughs> they, make, they make 17 bucks an hour. Yeah. Do you guys That's know good that? money. That's good money. So. Well, four ninety nine a minute, you would expect Wait, something. Yeah, 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 I expect more than that, actually. <laughs> I mean... 17 bucks an hour? I could... I mean, I, How about give me 60 bucks an hour? You're still making three ninety nine a minute. Right? Yeah. <laughs> 17's ridiculous. It's crazy yeah. talk. Especially so. the amount Jason calls them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should be paying me when I call them. Do you guys have any other like weird habits uh, in, in like preparation, getting cleaned up in the morning, cooling down in the afternoon that would that would be? Uh, I'm thinking on the on the weird side because you know I'm I'm kind of I know that I'm not an underwear model and I, I'm not going to be anytime well, I mean, soon. It's not it's not I don't think it's weird. Before we had our our daughter, I used to hate. I mean, I guess like you, I would just walk around the house with shorts on, nothing else, no shirt, nothing, but. I mean, now that you have a four-year-old, it just feels kind of weird doing that. But yeah. that's not really that weird anyhow, though. I mean, you're just, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Were, you, were your families wide open about that? I know that my no, family. No, my family was so strict. Like about what? Really? You, what, when you were growing up? Oh, they were closed all the time. Oh, no, not when I was growing up. Mine, I, mine were. Mine into my teen years, you would walk out and occasionally there would be nakedness. Oh, I remember growing up, oh, yeah. I, got, I got laughed at for having armpit hair. I'd when walk. I had puberty, my brothers and sister made fun of me all the time. You're the oldest, right? I am. Okay. Oh. <laughs> was like... The armpit hair started to grow. <laughs> the insults and the taunts. Yeah. They oh. hang from them. Really? Oh. That, is, that is a good way to get somebody's attention. <laughs> <laughs> I do know from wrestling with my brother. So I think we had a, uh, a funny story about uh, going to the clubs. Oh. By the foot of the bus. This would go into the weird news category. It seems some gentleman had the bright idea of taking a $100 bill, scanning it into his computer, and printing it out multiple times. Nice. And spending the money at strip clubs. Even better. (laughs) He got away with doing this with $14,000 worth of bills. That's a lot of printer ink. <laughs> Until he got busted. It's cheaper than strippers, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, but imagine, it's really the perfect plan because it's dark. Mm-hmm. Do you think a stripper's going to pull a pen out and check the bill? Where would she go? <laughs> yeah, they have a little spiky pen. <laughs> oh, wait, wait a second. Wait a second, honey. I've had this happen before. Let me just get this pen. Hold on. Pulls it out. Checks it real quick. Well, and if you're popping it into her G-string, I mean, she's dancing away. Yeah. She's got no idea where it came from. You know, from. this just... Goes, and you're giving her a hundred bucks, so she's uh, loving you. This just supports my theory that strippers should accept debit cards. Yeah, you should just be able to slide a debit Did card between a stripper and get something that prints. Have out. I do know that in the back rooms of strip clubs, not really from my personal experience, <laughs> of course, I've, I've heard Fables. that uh, if you go back there, depending on time, you can swipe. And I had a friend depending that went back there. Times. I had a friend that went back there, and uh, he didn't realize that things continued to accrue. Like uh, oh. <laughs> he, he, it's like a tab. He rolled out of there two songs later with a sixty dollar tab. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You that's know what not, they need? Oh, for backroom, that's not horrible. 
Have you ever rented a car? Sure. They need the little dangly things that the car rental people oh, yeah. have when you turn them in. They just swipe them right there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, That's I, what they need. How great would that be? She little car rental swipey. <laughs> what if they had the little... The car rental stripe is bigger than a G-string. <laughs> just hangs down on the side. Could you move it? I can't see everything. I, I want to see one of the servers roll up with those little change things they have at the drive-up. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they pop it out of the change. 70, 75 cents back. <laughs> some, some strippers can do that without the change. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Seven. Seventeen fifty for a lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, plus tax. Seventeen ninety eight. Ninety eight. What about two cents? That's right. You weren't that good. I'm not tipping you two cents, oh, honey. Oh lord. Oh guys. <laughs> well, I mean, what I want to know is how are you, when you take that stripper out on a date. How are you going to know she's into you? How do you know if any woman's into you? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> you have the magic secret. How I do. Right in my stripper? hands, I have ten signs your date isn't the one. So that's, that's a way to know that she's not into now. you. What if, what if well, she's not the one for you. Not the one for you. What if my, what if what this if, happens yeah. when I, my wife and I go out? Guys, I want you to keep a mental checklist of the women you're all seeing because everyone here is seeing someone. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right, guys. A couple of us won't Number one. We're, we're man enough to step up. Your date is devoted to another. On a regular basis, he spoke to his mother more than he did to me, says Bethany from Minneapolis. He talked to her every day, and then he would compare me to her. She has him on such a short lease that he hasn't even made a major decision without her. Really? Yeah. I don't date men. So well, far, I'm good. If you're dating a woman that's constantly uh. calling, uh, say, an older brother or father, maybe even sure. an ex-lover. I really have a problem with the... <laughs> like, I have a problem with the mama's voice. Like, it, it really kind of gets to me oh, because yeah. I grew up with a very caring parents, you know, better off than I know. I'm sure a lot of people are. My mom was there. She never worked, you know. And I still, like, I can't stand mom's voice. Oh, I, oh no. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't have, I mean, I talk to my mom, but, you know, on a bi-monthly basis. Right. Yeah, yeah I talk to mine yeah. every couple weeks or yeah. three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Not every day. Uh, your date overspends and you're stingy. If she stops to make herself feel good and he feels better when money is saved for the future, look out. Irritation, frustration, and arguments can result, says Rita, PhD therapist in Boca Raton, Florida. In other words, get out now while your credit card balance is still manageable. So basically, the other person's not worth it. Not worth spending the money on. Well, I think. I mean, it's at least starting off. What? I think it's more of a. uh, did he just a see a bird? Jason's looking around in the studio, if, by the uh, way, like a bird just threw well, it away. Jared's voice sounded very high. I did take cracking. a snort of helium right before I said that. So. No, I think it's more of a, uh, if you're the kind of guy that really wants to save money and she's the kind of woman that wants to spend or vice versa, mm. that's yeah. that's just a breeding ground for a fight right no, there. Yeah, it is. Oh, not yeah. not You've got to be on the same page financially. I've been working with that lately just because there's a lot of stuff going on. Money's tight, you know, and... Not that my wife is an exorbitant spender, but I'm like, you know, we can stretch a dollar farther than we are currently, you know, and that's just a, I mean, I'm not trying to act like we can't ever do anything, but it's like, okay, let's, let's think about, you know, before we go out and blow 75 bucks at the hairdresser. What? You only use <laughs> 75? Oh, I wish that that's, was my wife. Yeah, that's normal for women. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying. That's she actually gets, a good deal. That's like super yeah, cuts I right know. there. <laughs> my wife went out and got her hair cut and colored. She comes back. I'm like, how much? She, you don't want to know. I said 80 bucks. Higher. Hundred bucks higher, hundred twenty bucks. Can I guess higher? Two bucks sixty. I stop right there. Probably I stopped once you said it was higher than hundred twenty. Right. Yeah, you don't want to know. Heather, if you've heard this, do not get any ideas because <laughs> now you know the real reason I shake my head. I can't afford it. <laughs> All right, number three, your politics are too different. 
Although there are some famous liberals slash conservative couples out there, if you have opposite ideologies, it's usually a deal breaker. Says John Seely, author of Get Unstuck, the simple guide to restart your life. So, if you find yourself saying things like, I can't believe you voted for him, or I can't even kiss someone who likes that person, it's time to move on. I was waiting for you to say and the weekly top 40. <laughs> I know. I'm Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> this goes out to... I'm Casey Kasem. I'm Casey Kasem. Uh, keep reaching for now the this, stars. Now, this is actually a big one for all of us because we're all comedians here. Yes. Your sweetie just doesn't get your jokes. Oh. Take it from me. That's serious. That would... Stink. If that obscure Monty Python reference provokes polite... but <laughs> <laughs> Did you read this first, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> we just lost our sponsor, Hooked on Phonics. Oh. <laughs> oh. A-B-C-D-F-G-H. Hey, hey, we said comedians, uh, not college no. graduates. Yeah. That, see, if and a woman hadn't laughed at that, she wouldn't be dating me. That's true. And that obscure Monty Python reference provokes polite but uncomprehendable giggles on a first date. It'll be met with frosty silence six months down the road. The same formula applies if she thinks Garrison Keillor is hilarious. Right you're like homeless... <laughs> Well, you're like Homer Simpson banging on the TV set and shouting, be more funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, well, that's true. Yeah. That is one of those things. I, I, know, I know you guys have experienced this, but in a, in a relationship, especially as far as I am in, and you're even farther, it's like uh, I, I have to be told, okay, let's, let's be serious right now. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, exactly. And, like, you know, and I, like something happens or I'm watching TV and I'm cracking jokes about it just because that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. 24-7. And so to turn that off is like – it's hard. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like it's like a mental exercise. It's you know. I I actually have a story of that. Um, I was uh, dating an old girlfriend, and uh, this was hilarious to me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was the first time I was meeting all of her family. It was at Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh. She was sitting right next to me. Yeah. Wait, let me get to the punchline. You went in the bathroom, came back out with no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but first, <laughs> I you know her chair was sitting there. Uh oh! <laughs> I don't like so I, that sound. So right when she was going to sit down, I pulled it out from under. Oh my god! Pulled it out from under her in front of her entire extended family. Oh we're talking 25, god. 30 people. How old were you when you did this? Twenty. <laughs> Oh my God, they're 20 years old. I cracked up. I wouldn't do that to my wife now. I thought that was hilarious at the time. She yeah. did not. I could, oh, we I are no longer dating. Especially when she had a broken tailbone. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Wow. I don't know why that didn't fly. Commitment-wise, your date just isn't there yet. I met someone over a year ago, and we really hit it off, says Michelle from Atlanta. He would call me from work daily saying that he missed me and couldn't wait to see me again. But the closer we got, the more we started to pull back. Finally, I threw in the towel, realizing that even though we were compatible in many ways, compatible, <laughs> he was not emotionally ready for a relationship. So what is this, like a boxing match? <laughs> well, we were in it for a year, and then I was like, I threw in the towel. <laughs> Good dig Rocky was beating the crap out of him. I'm not, I'm not. just married this in the corner going, Don't give up, Rocky. Adrian, divorce. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and blitz through these real fast, guys. Yeah. Uh, your honey wants kids and you don't. Duh. Your tastes are too different. Your lifestyles are too different. There's no oomph. Chutzpah. Oomph. 
I've always enjoyed that. And your relationship has you on an edge. I signed a pre-Hutzpah agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Actually. I believe that the one strengthens you, lifts you up, and does not produce anxiety, says Catherine Alice, off thereof, love will find you. When something isn't right, your intuition keeps trying to let you know by putting nagging doubts in your mind as well as continual anxiety. This is a gut thing, and your gut is really wrong. Basically, if you feel apprehensive or anxious about a relationship, it's probably good that you get out of it. Yeah. Or get ulcer medication. And, and if you want more dating advice, feel free to email Jason at yeah. three guys in a podcast at gmail.com. I am the new three guys in a podcast relations expert. I will answer any and all questions pertaining and to relating to dating and personal Wow. Advice. You're like Dear Abby. So Dear I, I, think, Abby. Uh, I think after that list, I, I can still be married. Yes. Yeah, I was married. worried. But I'm, I think I'm good. I can't date your girlfriend anymore, but I can still be married. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't think you're funny? No, the only thing we had going for us was the sex. So, Can I, can I do a yeah, One out of ten quick, is not good. So. That's, that's where she's getting. Can I get, give you a quick tip sure. on how to live? You guys want to learn something? Real yeah, quick? I, yeah. Like, I like learning. Um, Learning's good. If you guys ever go to WikiHow, which is kind of the Wikipedia's how-to. They had a, a list on there of how to un-Google yourself. Nice. Uh, basically, what that's dealing with is uh, how to make sure that when somebody goes and searches your name, you know whatever's popping up on Google. Because you know, if you have a bunch of websites, which all of us be in comedy, entertainment, you guys, we all have stuff out on the web. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you go and search our names, what's popping up? What's in the sure. top ten? My porno uh, site pops up yeah. first. Yeah. yeah. I actually know somebody that that's true. All right, really? Like, and, then, and one of the things they said too is like you have a common name. You have a common name. Something pops up. From somebody else, oh, that you, sure. and they think it's you, somebody that doesn't know you, or a boss, or something. And they were just kind of giving some tips on how to, you know, keep that from happening. You know, watch your your Facebook, watch your MySpace, so that if you got potential employers, girlfriends, yeah. whatever out there potential trying to track you down, oh, um, we do it to everybody. We do it to everybody. I actually and we I, made fun of them. I yeah. got I, I got googled for it. Yeah. I actually found out MySpace. from that I have a doppelganger in the Netherlands. Guy has a check it. Guy has a. I love the reference. Let me explain to the people out there what a doppelganger is. Have you seen Fight Club? That is a perfect example of a doppelganger. There you go. Continue. Mine is in the Netherlands. He has when I went to register my website years ago, AndySmith.com was taken. So I went to the site to see what this guy did. He's not an artist. He's an accountant. However, he got married in 1995, just like I did, huh. to a woman named Helen. Wow! Wow! That wow! Is you yes, guys should is. so swing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't really be cheating then, would it? Yeah. Is it cheating if it's with a woman of the same name? Do you think he's married to your wife, too? Yeah. Um, I, I do know this, though. If you Google me, you get Jason Spooner, a very nice and talented folk singer from Maine, <laughs> whose, whose hit single, Black Hole, was on the top ten charts for folk singing. Wow. All right. Well, let me just run. Your hit single's Black Hole. <laughs> let me run through this real quick. Because I know that when you search my name, I'm a professional baseball pitcher. So, um, <laughs> for what team? Uh, the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the six tips it has is one: uh, first, is stop using your full name. So it says use the last initial instead of you know Jared Burton. Just use Jared B. Uh, or, you know other uh, ways you can uh, give yourself a surname. Be Mark Twain for a little while. Um, you know, Google yourself and find out what people are seeing when they're pulling up that list. You know, the top ten. Figure out what's going on. You know, make changes. If there's something that's pulling up that's uh, that's something that's yours that you don't want people to see, make some changes to it. Make make it so it doesn't pop up in those first ten. Um, you know, consider using the robots, the HTML mega tags. 
uh, to move your stuff around so it isn't one of those first things that pop up. And that's probably a techie thing that I can't yeah. really explain. Yeah, did, yeah. But you can, can add, you can add tags Robots. to it that take it off of the search list because HTML sites aren't searched by Google. I, I don't know why I know that, but I do. Um, uh, five is email the, the person that's responsible for the material that's coming up with your name. You know, and just, hey, can you change this, change the listing? You know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But at least you, you made the effort. And then uh, six, if you do have content out there that you don't want people to see, bury it. So that the first time they click on the page, it isn't that, whoa, I didn't know that about him. It's, it's, right. it's a couple links in. So they go to the initial page, or if you have something on there you want to have out there that you might not want everybody to see, bury it a couple pages in. I'm that's I'm currently looking for a job. I know I set my MySpace profile to private right now. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, I did. I know a lot of people that do that. Because I, I had mine private for a while, and then I started looking for jobs, and I kept it there, and then I started doing more shows and stuff yeah. and put it out public, but right. I cleaned it up. Like, I have nothing on there yeah. that's... Right. Obscene. You know, I have some, like, funny languages, and I'm watching the post. I have it so anybody that sends me a post, you have to approve it before it goes post. Right. right. There's, so, a, uh, there's a way you, and a, a tip for that. Guys, if you have MySpace or Facebook and you uh, you want to put it out there for music or comedy, think about going into one of their music or comedy slots yeah. and setting up a separate account. Exactly. Right? That way Definitely. you can still promote yourself by remaining private. Right. So that's how to un-Google yourself, which uh, initially when I heard that, I thought that was a, you, uh, a yoga thing. Are we, are we, <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I think that's all the time we have today. <laughs> I do, too. Um, I, had, to I had a good time. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here, Austin. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Um, Thanks for having you me. Know, Great interjections. Man. <laughs> it's wow. good to be back. I don't. A hug is due to you once we get down here. So. <laughs> you know what? I can't wait. <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. Uh, I am Jared Burton. I am Jason Spooner. Please remember to email us at three guys in the podcast at gmail.com or subscribe to our podcast feed at three guys in the podcast.blogspot.com. I'm Andy Smith. And we are Three, three Guys in a Podcast. podcast.